Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey, everybody. It's Jody Katz, your host of Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. Thanks for tuning into this special episode where I get to introduce you to my team at Base Beauty Creative Agency. This episode features Claire. She's new to our team. She is actually our new coordinator for paid influencer and social media. And she actually started with us as a freelancer. So I'm excited for you to get to know her and her perspective on her career so far. And I hope you enjoy her episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Where Brains Meet Beauty. I'm excited to continue to introduce you to the incredible team members I have at Base Beauty Creative Agency. And I'm sitting across today from a new hire. Her name is Claire. Hello. Hi, Claire. So Claire is now working at Base Beauty as our coordinator for paid influencer programs and social media. And now we get to get to know her a little bit more. So Claire, um, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? I'm from New Jersey. Um, I just moved into the city when I started, like three weeks ago. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so, so cool. Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey my whole life um, in, well, central Jersey. Some people say that doesn't exist, but I beg to differ um, in Hunterdon County. So yeah, it's a bit different in the city. A lot of farms by where I'm from originally. <laughs> and how has living in the city been to you? It's fun. I really like it. I think um, one of the biggest, I wanted to move and one of the biggest things is that there's so much to do. Like, you have the option to do so much, but you can also choose to, like, bum it in your apartment and, like, not do anything. But if it's, like, 10 p.m. and you want to go out and do something, like, it's all out there. <laughs> and um, I want everyone to know how I we found you. So a former team member of ours, Jackie, who's moved on now to Moroccan Oil, her boyfriend— is your brother. Yep. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big long string of connections. <laughs> so it just shows that working your network really works. Yeah. So what did you say to Jackie when you were looking for a new job? Um, you know, she knew I was looking for a new job. She knew I especially wanted to be in New York. Um, and I've kind of always like been super jealous of her being able to work in the beauty industry and saw what she was doing. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And uh you know, she's like, well, I'm going to introduce you to Eleni and to Jody, and, you know, if anything ever comes up. And I was like, okay, like, just, you know, let me know. I'm super excited. If there's anything ever, just keep me in mind, and it all worked out. So um, where'd you go to college? Montclair State in New Jersey. And what were you studying there? Um, actually, so it's kind of a long story. I originally started at Westchester um, University in Pennsylvania studying psychology, and then I was kind of over that. I didn't like it, and I wanted to change school. So I looked at Montclair State, and they had a program for communication and media arts. And just everything about it seemed awesome and super interesting. So I switched my—I started my junior year at Montclair State and switched a whole new major, started from scratch. So, yeah. And was it hard to find a job after graduation? Um— Kind of. I took the summer and then really started, like, looking for jobs, um, I want to say August, September around. And then I actually was lucky enough, again, like you said, just kind of like your network. I knew someone who knew someone who was working at a marketing agency actually close to my home where I grew up, um, and they brought me in. They I sent along my resume. They brought me in for an interview, and then I got that job. 
by like November, I think I started. Um, so it wasn't too bad. I know I'm sure people probably have had it worse than me, but it was good. It all really worked out. And then it was a good first job to have for sure. So uh, we made a, a big effort to try to ease you in to working at Beast Beauty, which is not typical. <laughs> I, I'm sure you've heard from other team members that some of them were like literally thrown into the fire their very first day. Um or thrown into the pool and had to swim or whatever <laughs> whatever it is. Um, do you think we did a good job at easing you in? Yeah, I think so for sure. I'm definitely one of my—something that is hard for me is change, for sure. I think everyone is like that. Um, so starting a new job is always kind of nerve-wracking for anyone. Um, but especially because I did the freelancing with you guys since, like, April, I think— Starting out that and then starting out kind of slow, introducing to everyone here, it's really been helpful in that I'm getting used to it and just it feels very comfortable here already. So one thing that we should mention, because that's part of like finding the right job, is that um, we didn't have anything for you at the time that you asked, but we actually had a lot of freelance needs for support on community management. So you were open to doing that in your off hours. And um, you're really great at it. And it really left an impression, right? It was like the real opening, like the foot in the door, mm-hmm. I guess, right? Is the real foot in the door. Um, would you recommend to your friends that they, you know, try to find a way in any way in they can to something they want to do? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you just, like you said, make an impression anywhere you can go and do whatever they ask you to do. And that way people will remember you and remember your name. And if something ever comes up, they'll be like, oh, yeah, this person is so good or whatever. So I think that's for sure. And it it was fun, too. Like, it was something to distract me from my other job. Not that my other job was bad, but just it was something fun to do on the side that I was a little bit more passionate about. And, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. So I suggest it to anyone. When you were younger, what was your dream job? (laughs) I think I was, like, convinced I was going to be an actress or singer, which, like— way too stage, have way too much stage fright to, like, be an actress or, like, and I have a terrible voice. So, like, that was just out of the question. But, you know, I went back and forth a lot. I think I've always been the type of person who, like, didn't know exactly what they wanted and tried a lot of things. And that's why I liked doing psychology because for a while I was like, I'm going to do something with psychology. And then I was like, this didn't let me express my creativity as much as I liked, but I still liked the kind of basis of, like, understanding people and how they work. And then I was like, oh, communications, like, that's great. It kind of mixes a lot of different things. And it's so broad that I can continue trying different things and experiencing different industries. And my old job was in pharma and life sciences, which was fun for a little bit. But again, I didn't get to express as much creativity. So yeah, it kind of, I always knew I wanted to do something creative. Long story short. (laughs) Community management and social media in general, I think, is, like, a huge psychology experiment, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, connecting with people, creating intimacy, Mm -hmm. even though there's such distance. Yeah. Right? So, um, you know, I think that's part of the hard work and what we try to teach our clients is that this is not, like, just an ad, right? This is a relationship Mm -hmm. we're trying to build and it takes time um, and it's there's a wall up, right? The, the, the device is the wall, mm-hmm. right? How do we break through it? Um, and it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just having a conversation yesterday about, like, it's so interesting trying to understand your audience, and especially with influencers. Like, 
some influencers have an audience who's like working and so they're not on the phone during the day and some have an audience who are in high school or college and they are on the phone and not only understanding when they're on but also understanding like what they're into and what they're going to respond to and especially now I feel like people on social media or on the internet are not as I don't want to say gullible but like they can smell when you're not being authentic they know so it's it, you have to find a way to kind of be authentic and connect with them in, like, real ways. And I think that has a lot to do with just understanding people and the psychology of people. And that's kind of what I love, that mix of different things. And I think that's probably one of the biggest hurdles we have with clients who just want results. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever that result is, it could be a profile views, it could be followers or um, comments. But um, that the social media consumer is so sophisticated and she doesn't want any BS anymore. And she really craves, like, honesty and intimacy. Um, And it's not... You can't really manufacture that, right? You have to Mm -hmm. just be it. Yeah. Right? You have to live your brand. Yeah. And if you can live your brand in your own honest, authentic way, the right fans will come. Mm -hmm. Just like being a normal human, right? You go to a party. If you, like, are fake and weird and not acting (laughs) like who you really are, people are going to be like, what's wrong with that girl? But if you're just yourself, you're going to attract like-minded people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I— it's so refreshing to work in an environment that that's kind of like the motto and like what to live by because I don't, I've felt that way always and I always I am constantly unfollowing people on like Instagram who are just getting annoying and fake and like too sponsored or it's obvious that they're too sponsored. So yeah, that's a big thing for me. What do you think the future of social media is going to be? Like, in, like, 10 years, will this job even exist? That's a good question. I feel like it's so hard to even predict, and it's so—because it's so funny. Like, we met with an influencer yesterday, actually, and she was saying how she started her blog um, in, like, 2012, and she just was doing it for fun and had no idea she could make money off of it, and— um, then kind of got into taking pictures and posting on Instagram. Now she's like really successful and runs a great blog. And she goes into blog or forums with other influencers and they're like, oh, it's been two months and I haven't made any money. And she's just like astounded. And but that's what it's become now. These young girls, for better or worse, but they're, you know, coming in, want a lot of want to make money and find it more a job rather than, like, expressing an outlet to express their creativity or their passion or whatever it is. And who knew it would come to that, you know? Who knew that, like, there'd be so many people who are trying to, like, get their Instagram to, like, 100,000 followers and just to promote products and ask for products. So, I, I mean, to answer the question, like, I don't know. It's so—I think it's so hard to predict. I think there's going to be jobs that— we haven't even thought of yet in the future because would we have even thought of my job 10 years ago, five years ago? I don't know. I think it's going to change in in ways that we have no clue yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the, um, the people who are coming into this space just to monetize, I, I, I guess my hope is they'll be weeded out mm-hmm. or move to platforms where that is like really the sole purpose. Yeah. 
and maybe our platform choices will change, but this um, sense of sharing in a kind of digital word of mouth way will continue because it really is very powerful. Like, yeah. you know, definitely I talk to people who poo-poo it. I'm like, you can poo-poo it, but it works. And it's really just word of mouth, right? There's billboards, right? Our, we think of our macros as our billboards, right? They, you're driving by the billboard. You see the brand mentioned. You're like, oh, that brand exists. Okay, now I know it exists. Um, it's a step one. And then those macros who are like really like engaged and interested and curious and love to share, like your good friend in the neighborhood is always telling you about the new restaurant that's opening or the new hair salon, right? They're like so so great at word of mouth. So I'm hoping that the people who really just want to share and engage with brands that make sense for them and it's not all about their monetization, it's obviously part of it, but they're more selective. I'm hoping that there'll be like a place for those people to live mm -hmm. and their fans and a place for the other people to live yeah. who are just commercials. And I feel like even that kind of goes back to the conversation of this authenticity and how audiences now appreciate that more and are, I think, um, making it a making those people who are more about partnering with the products or companies that they connect with, it's allowing them to have more success, I think. There, um, there used to be something called TV. <laughs> where we watched, watch, well, you're young. So um, when I was growing up, we watched TV and their commercials. And I don't know if it's this way anymore because no one really watches TV the same way. But there used to be like, I don't know, let's say between 2 o'clock in the morning and 5 o'clock in the morning, like certain channels, like, I don't know, like the Weather Channel or E or something would turn to all infomercials, right? So it was just like infomercial about a frying pan, infomercial about like the newest whatever. So maybe that's what will happen, right? Like these really yeah. commercial people will live in a space or time where that makes sense yeah. and there's an audience for it. And then in other time periods or other places I go, I can find um, the storytelling that I'm, you know, more interested in. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, and infomercials didn't exist. I mean, I guess everything was an infomercial at some point, but, you know, that sort of, that sort of evolved, right? Um, so it's interesting to see where this evolves. Yeah. Well, Claire, welcome to the team. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Is this your first, first podcast ever? Yeah, it's, you know, big headphones, microphone. It's pretty cool. It is cool. <laughs> I really think it's fun. Yeah. Well, hopefully this won't be the last and we'll get to chat. Maybe yeah. we can do like a social media community management chat That'd be every fun. once in a while. Yeah, definitely. Educate our listeners on what we're learning. Yeah. Well, thank you, Claire. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.